Hey coaches, you are listening to the 323 Sports Podcast, where you can keep up with breaking news in the team sports industry, enjoy fun interviews with coaches, and gain insight on how to build your athletic program. On this episode, we sit down with Gus Felder, the new athletic director and football coach at Bethlehem Christian Academy in Bethlehem, Georgia. He shares his experience of playing D1 football at Penn State University and how it's helped him transition into coaching. So we got Gus Felder here from Bethlehem Christian Academy, which you were just recently hired as the athletic director there, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. It's a blessing to be here. Thanks awesome. for having me. Yeah, we, we appreciate you uh, taking time out of your day to come on the show with us. Um, and next to me, we got Michael Paramore, the co-owner of the business, yes. uh, here with us as well. So, Mike, are you uh, a Duke football fan or... Uh, he's trying to elude Gus that I am a closet Duke fan, but I'm not. I just, I just respect, I respect the program. You know what I mean? Like Georgia Bulldog. I'm not a Georgia Bulldog fan. I'm not an Alabama fan, but I just, I respect the program. I understand that. Nothing wrong with that at all. And uh, it's all good because he's bringing that up because I believe he's doing it because I spent time at University of Miami. Uh, so I don't know if he's trying to hint with that a little, but I'm not sure. But hey. All is well. Look, Travis is a Michigan fan, and so <laughs> it, it, there's a lot to say there. But we, I, but I, yeah, I shouldn't be talking to me because he know I'm a, I'm a, I'm a, I'm an lion all all in. Exactly. <laughs> I, I I read up on that, Gus. And so how how was uh, your playing career? How did you enjoy that experience? I absolutely loved every bit of it. Wouldn't change it. I was, I, I was blessed. I was able to, to play under Joe Paterno, and then I went back. And I was able to uh, to have the blessings of coaching uh, with them as well. So um, it's, it, it was a great part of my life. I wouldn't change or do anything different than what I've already done. Um, I did not That's get awesome. a chance. Let me tell you a little story. I did not get a chance to beat Michigan as a player, but as a coach, I have. Oh. Uh, it's all nice. good. <laughs> I grew it out very well when we talk about personal accolades. So. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> I love that too. That's amazing. So what what year uh, do you what year did you start at Penn State and then how many years did you play there? I played at Penn State. I came in as a true freshman in the summer of 1998 from uh, from Burke, Pennsylvania, Burke High School. Um, Burke Bulldogs, one of the greatest high school teams ever assembled. Uh, I under <laughs> the great coaching toolage of uh, George Curry who is not only my mentor, but uh, uh, another father figure in my life. He is the reason why I got into coaching and wanted to coach. Um, but I played there as a true friend. I was in that. I was in Eldrew in 1998. Um, I was only a practice. I was able to work out on my own, but I played uh, from 99 to 2002. And um, uh, nice. I'm a four-year starter, four-year letterman as an offensive lineman at Penn State University. Offensive lineman. I was going to ask what position you played. So offensive lineman, and uh, did you – did you declare for the draft at all? or? Uh, yes, I was an undrafted free agent uh, by the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns only had uh, uh, four picks that year in the draft. So our class coming in was uh-huh. a big deal. I got I was blessed tremendously, um, you know, as far as the signing bonus, things like that. But uh, I just love I, – I, I enjoyed what they call the recruiting process, the draft process, which the Browns have put together. 
Um, yeah. I got several calls throughout the, the, the draft process is a waiting game. If anyone knows, they have a lot of little courtesy calls that teams are do, and I was called by a lot of people. But just the way the Browns interacted with me, the, the relationship they have built along the way, as soon as it was time to sign, I actually signed uh, um, with them as soon as I got a call from them, with no doubt about it. I had a better financial deal on the table from Arizona Cardinals, but the relationship that the Browns have built with Butch Davis and their front office I built with myself and my family along the way, I just felt like loyalty is big with me. You'll, learn it as you, you'll see that and learn it as I go, and I just felt like uh, they were loyal to me the whole entire time, so it was awesome. Wow. That's so you awesome. so you started with the Browns and then you went to the Cardinals, correct? No, no, no. I was with the Browns the whole time, but the Cardinals had a better deal on the table when they were going. I was with the Browns the ah. whole time. Yes, yeah. I wasn't there long. It wasn't long, and but it wasn't, you know, the NFL was, you know, it was something that I didn't ask for. It was something that I never prayed for. It was something I never said, hey, I want to go to the NFL. I, my goal was to go to college and be able to take care of my family. And I, and I explained yeah. that as we get going. It was just a blessing. It was something I'm glad I didn't look back on. It was something I'm glad to be a part of. And it helped shape and mold me to the man I am today. So it's a blessing. That's amazing. It's really, really cool. And how many years did you end up playing, Gus? I was with the Browns uh, for 2003. And then, you know, you get, you get released and get bought back. So it was on and off up until 2000, uh, 2004 or five. So was, I don't really count those years that I wasn't on the 53 man rosters. <laughs> well, look, roster for. It's, that's, that's a pretty amazing feat to, uh, to play at any professional level, yes. especially the NFL. So that's, 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 uh, that's really cool. Yeah. yeah. It's a blessing tremendously. So, so Gus, talk a little bit about kind of more in your background with coaching. As you know, as you uh, transitioned from being an NFL player to then coaching, when when did you take your first coaching job? And oh, with who? man, I'm going to tell you a funny story about that. I, I always – after after meeting George Curry at Berwick, I met George Curry. Um, I, I'm a high school dropper from North Philadelphia, and I went to chance. To, I had a chance to go to Job Corps. I went to Job Corps, and I knew I was going to go to college somewhere, and I got connected. And the Lord put the right people in your path, and I ended up at Berg, Pennsylvania, Berg, PA. It's about three hours outside of Philadelphia. And from there, I knew I wanted to be a coach. So every summer, every chance I get, I work with youth football teams. I, you know, all my classes at Penn State, they were geared towards coaching and geared towards, you know, the kinesiology field and strength and conditioning. And I would always do all my my summer work and, and, and volunteer work at, at different church leagues in my area, uh, living in State College as a football player. But when I was with the Browns my first year, um, in, in the mix of the offseason, I took a head coaching job at Simon Gratz High School, the high school at which I, grop- I dropped out of. So, oh, oh, wow. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had that bug. I went to coach. I went to bless people. I want to be a blessing <laughs> in my neighborhood. And I went back to Pittsburgh. I went back to uh, to to, co- to playing, and then then God made it clear to me and said, "You know what? You're done. Let's go focus on coaching." So I went back. Here it is, though. I didn't go right back to the high school. I went back to Penn State University um, as a G- as a graduate assistant. Um, you know, and I knew I wanted to coach. I knew I wanted to be a coach, so I, I went. I, I re- regained my position back at Simon Grass as the head football coach, going right into the season. We did some great things, made some great people. The current head football coach at Simon Gratz was the first assistant that I hired back in the day. He was a young kid coming out of, uh, out of IUP in Pennsylvania, and he is now the head coach there, and he has done some amazing things. He has a bunch of guys. He has helped open the doors for a lot of guys in the National Football League, a lot of guys from my neighborhood where I come from get out of that neighborhood. So I started at Simon Gratz, all right? Working at Simon yeah. Gratz, working at Simon Gratz, and and what I did was I opened my my practice facilities, my practice times to any kid in the neighborhood. I didn't just reduce it to people at Simon Gratz. Wow. So I opened the door to everybody in the neighborhood. So one of the kids I happened to open the door for, his name was Dominique Curry, 
and you can Google him later and look at who he is, who he is and what he's done. He was in he's in a different high school. He he heard about you know this former NFL player having practices at Gratz, and he came wanted to learn and wanted to be a part of workouts. And his dad was uh, a um, a basketball coach at Cheney University. It's a small college, Division II college in Pennsylvania, right outside of Philadelphia, close to Westchester. And you, you don't know who's watching. You know what the guy's going to do for you. So he's out in the crowd. He's watching me open my door to all these kids. And I'm the head coach at Simon Gratz. But I had kids from every neighborhood school at my high at my practice working out with us. I didn't care who was there. You're going to come and get trained. I didn't care. Yeah. Um, uh, so, you know, he word got around. Next, you know, my phone rings. I'm getting a call from the athletic director at Cheney University, Patrick Simon. Say hey, he would like to meet me. I went up there and met with him, and he told me about what he was doing there, and he had a great vision, some of the things he had planned, and wanted me to be a part of it. And I just couldn't believe it, so I called my old high school coach, George Curry. I said, "Hey, coach, I just got a job offer. I had just left Berwick from a seven on seven. I would drive my kids all over to do seven on sevens to go to college because I, you know, everyone knew Gus Felder, the football player. So now I was using those, using that, you know, those relationships I built, and I used that name to get my kids in the door and meet people and. Here I am getting a phone call from Patrick Simon, and you know, like I said, you never know who's watching you. You know, guys that are playing, and here I'm a head coach at Simon Gratz for one year. The next summer, I'm at Cheney University as the wow. uh, assistant head coach and director of strength and conditioning. And wow. from Cheney, from Cheney University, uh, God sent me to um, uh, Melbourne High School, in Melbourne, Florida. Okay, and then from Melbourne High School, in Melbourne, Florida, I was back up at Penn State University as a graduate assistant again, but this time my, my role was different. I wasn't a coach in the field. I was in the weight room in the, in the strength and conditioning. Um, wow, so you went back to Penn State. I went back to Penn State, yes. Yeah, I went back to Penn State, um, and I was at Penn State from 2009 to 2012 when all that stuff went down with uh, just people making bad and poor decisions. Jerry Sandusky, you know, I hate saying that name, but he, he, he his bad decisions yeah. had, had ruined and changed a lot of lives in, in a negative manner. Uh, so from, from that point, from, from, from 2012 at Penn State, one of my buddies, I'm going to tell you how, how, how you go full circle, he had got a job at a school in Atlanta called Clark Atlanta. He got that job in 2010, 2009, went back to Penn State. He called me to come down to Clark Atlanta with him. I said, no, I just got, I just got this thing started at Penn State. My wife was happy. Um, we, she was pregnant at that time with our fifth, our fifth daughter, uh, wow. Faith. And uh, I knew I had to sit, take that time and, and be with uh, be with them. And I stayed at Penn State. So then here's 2012, he called me again to come to Clark Atlanta. So I took the job at Clark Atlanta University. Um, I was director of strength and conditioning. And I was in charge of, you know, things like, you know, I was, help, I was involved with FCA. I was uh, um, a director of strength and I was an offensive line coach there. Um, here we are. We're at Clark Atlanta. Things aren't going so well. They fire everyone and keep me as the as an interim head football coach. I, why I don't know. I, I did similar to ask the question later. It's an older story. I was the only coach retained. This is at the end of the season, the very last game. So coach, the last game is the head coach. Um. Uh, so then I got out of coaching to stay with strength and conditioning from that point. So my last time coaching until now was at Chain University. I'm at Clark Atlanta. I'm sorry, at Clark Atlanta University uh, down in Atlanta Division Two School. So from Clark Atlanta. One of my, my old strength coach at Penn State, his name was John Thomas. He was my strength coach. He was the one that hired me as a graduate assistant at Penn State and made me uh, a third assistant there with my first Division One full-time job at Penn State University in 2011 season. Um, he had got a job at University of Georgia. Uh, so University of Georgia, and at the time, 
I had already started to establish, the Lord had given me a chance to establish a name for myself in strength and ignition as a big man special, big man special. So I trained and worked with offense, defense alignment, you know, trying to correlate, connect, the, you know, the, 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 make the connection between uh, um, uh, 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 strength training and explosive movements, you know, on a football field, being explosive. Yeah. So a uh, company named Ham, uh, Hammer Strength was all over for a long time. I would, I would speak for them. I'm currently speaking for them now in different places. I went to the University of Georgia. I did a little clinic uh, for Joe Tereshinsky on on you know explosive movements and and how you can you know do some uh, uh, big man training for his boxing and MMA stuff and and incorporate the football. Did that clinic Fourth of July. Had dinner with everybody. Went home. Didn't think anything of it. I'm in church with my wife and I get a phone call and there was a, a number in Athens area number pop up seven 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 zero I believe it is. I'm looking at it like who is so I answer it. This is doing praise and worship in church now. Praise <laughs> and worship in church. And I answered answer the phone. It was Joe T from University of Georgia. He said, hey, Big Gus, want to offer you a job at UGA. And I was like floored. I was like, wow, wow. wow. But, you know, and and during all that time, all these places I'm naming. So I'm at University of Georgia. I'm working and I'm just, just trying to learn and grow, trying to find out what the Lord is going to do for us. And some happy days, some sad days, some days I didn't understand. But, it, you know, we were there. So uh, yeah. my first year at University of Georgia, you know, everyone got fired. You know, but no, but no one knew about it. No one in the public knew about it. Then we were retained. They just replaced Joe T and kept all of us. And then the following year, Mark Rick gets fired. You know, yeah. so, you know, then you, you're, you're there and you're in the weight room. You're still working. I met with Kirby Smart. I'm just working and grinding. And he's calling and texting me, telling me, keep, you know, keep the good work. And, and you know, I was just wasn't sure what was happening. So then the month of November rolled around, you know, toward the end of November, I, I got calls from, oh, man, Ohio State. Mississippi State. Uh, I don't Illinois. like Ohio State. Yeah, Illinois. I don't like it. <laughs> but uh, and, uh, so no, I got a great story about that. So I'm getting all these phone calls. So the Lord has shown me provision. Like, you know what? Gus is going to have a job. I'm going to be okay. I didn't want to leave Georgia at the time. Um, I went out and interviewed. At, I, I went up to Rutgers. They offered me a job at Rutgers. They was ready to hire me at Rutgers. Maryland was ready to hire me at Maryland. with Rick Cord and Kenny Parker. And and all these guys are calling. My phone's blowing up. I'm like, oh, this is cool. Okay, thank you all so much. And But I knew I wanted to stay at University of Georgia because I didn't want to leave Georgia. Um, yeah. and you know, I had to talk with Kirby Smart, I had to talk with uh, with Thomas Brown, and they said, Gush, you owe it to your family, at least take the interviews and see what they have to say. I didn't want to, I didn't, you know, so I, okay, I did it, took the interviews, and my heart was set on going. I like to build stuff up, guys. I'm sorry, I like to build and start from the bottom. So I had set my heart on going to Rutgers. I'm gonna go to Rutgers, they were struggling in the program, new coach coming in, and I want to go and build some things up. So I'm sitting in the car, and, and my wife is in Old Navy up there on Coney Connector in Georgia. She's an old Navy shop, and I get a call. It was December 23rd, about 7 a.m. No, 7 p.m., I'll never forget it. I get a call, and it's Mark Rick calling my phone. And wow. Mark Rick said, hey, Gus, I heard you had a lot going on. You know, he's, this is what he said, and it was so funny. He said, what do I got to do to keep you from going to Ohio State? <laughs> I'm going with the conversation. I didn't tell him I was picking Rutgers. He just knew about Ohio State. He said, what do I got to do to keep you from going to Ohio State? I said, Coach, listen to me. Whatever you talk about, whatever you want to do, let's do it. He said, I want you to come to Miami with me. I said, Coach, I am there. I didn't talk about pay. I didn't ask what position, what role. I just knew I wanted to be with Mark Rick. Mark Rick is outstanding. He is a great person. He is, he is a great football coach, but even better person. And, you know, just talking about to have, you know, just to have that time. I'll, I'll go from being blessed with George Curry. I get blessed with, 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 with Joe Paterno. And here I am working next to 
a man like Mark Rick. So I'm blessed. I, I'm like, so I went, went to Mark, went to Miami with Mark Rick and we had our times down there with some great intimate and detailed conversations about fellowship and pouring into each other. And, and he wanted to, he asked me to do a lot of things in my, he gave me a lot of responsibility and a lot of duties, but the one that I take most pride in, the one that I take most responsibility in when he came to my office one morning and said, Hey Gus, I need you to pour into me spiritually. And that right there to me was one of the best responsibilities of jobs he ever asked me to do. He said, we're down here in Miami. You know, the Lord's not really the president here. We got to bring it here. And he had a plan how we're going to do it. But for him to ask me to pour into him so he can pour into the kids every day. And and, and I just took so much pride in, in, in thanking the Lord for for that. I mean, and, and it's been a blessing. So we leave, he gets, he, he, we have our years in Miami. He retires. All right. You know, every year since we lived in Athens and Georgia, we always come back and visit because my oldest daughter never left Georgia. She stayed here and we will always come back and visit. My wife and I knew that whenever we got done coaching in Miami, what we're going to do, we were going to stay and retire and, and live in Georgia, in the Athens, you know, uh, Bethlehem, Winder area of Georgia, because it's what we like, what we love. I'm from North Philadelphia, but I don't know how I fell in love with this type of area. I'm not sure mm-hmm. I do. All right. So we were up here and Mark Rick called to him. He's retiring. And, you know, I just, it just, you know, Things came clear. I, you know, I told, told my wife, I said, hey, go back to Georgia. Um, and I got – this is a funny thing. People, you know, oh, they let you go to Miami. I called and talked with um, uh, uh, coaches at the St. Louis Rams, one of my good friends out there at the Rams. And he said, Gus, why are you calling me so, so soon? No one lets you go yet. I just knew I wanted to change. I knew I wanted to change. I wanted to get out looking to get out. And I told Mark Rick before the bowl game, I said, Coach, you know, I had offers of jobs while I was at Miami – from Tennessee, Jerry Pruitt, some really some great offers, lots of money thrown at me. And I just know I wouldn't stay with Mark Rick. But this year, I just felt different. I said, Coach, any offers I get, I'm going to consider them. And I'm thinking about going to high school. So now, back to the high school deal. People that know Gus Felder and know my heart, they know that every job I've ever had, every position that God has been blessed with, my heart was always at the high school level. When I was a director of strength and conditioning and the interim head football coach at Clark Atlanta, I was volunteering my services at Westlake High School. So those coaches over there, the superintendent now, he's now superintendent. They all know me over there. They know I would leave Clark Atlanta and go over at Westlake High School and I would paint their walls. I would clean their weight room up. Now, I had a full-time job at a university, a Division II university. Wow. Making pretty solid money over there, but that, that's where my heart was at. You know, I was at when I was at University of Georgia, if you ever get a chance to hear this, the athletic director at Clark Central High School, I interviewed with him for the head football coaching year, job coaching there. And this is while I was at University of Georgia. So – I've always wanted to be a high school football coach and AD, and but the Lord just kept blessing me and kept prepping me and kept pushing me towards this level so I can learn and He can develop me to what I'm doing right now. Um, so that yeah. that's much. But my also, so after I leave Georgia, after I leave Miami, I come up to Georgia. We find a home and we're looking around and I go to Georgia Tech and I meet Coach Collins and I meet Coach Lou, and they just pull their hearts into me and say, "Hey Gus, I really we really want you to help. You make a great impact here. We need you here." I interviewed at Ohio State again. They're telling me the same thing, and I wasn't sure if I wanted to take a year off, but I knew I really wanted to stay here in Georgia. So if I took any of those jobs, I knew I would have to leave my family here in Georgia while I go away, and that's just not healthy for us. We yeah. no part of it. So I settled on Georgia, Georgia Tech. Uh, I love the coaches there. They, Coach Collins did some great things. Coach Lou's an awesome friend of mine, but I was not happy. I was not, I didn't like it much. So I just prayed about it and prayed about it, and I started putting some fillers out for some high school jobs. And guess what? I get offered a job in Pennsylvania, not here in Georgia. 
<laughs> so now I'm like, oh man, my wife doesn't want to move. She doesn't like that too much. Oh, well, I, I get, to, I, I call her back, say, hey, I interviewed at Berwick Area High School, which is my high school in Pennsylvania. Got offered an athletic director job. She wasn't happy about it because she knew we had to move. She went hang up the phone. So I'm driving from Berwick to the Philadelphia Airport, which is about an hour and forty five minute drive. I had a rental car. So I hang up with her and I'm still just praising and I'm excited because I got offered a job that I always wouldn't have, which I thought I wouldn't have. She called me back and said, hey, there's a coaching job. There's a school right near us named Bethlehem Christian Academy that looking for AD and a head football coach. So now I'm a little upset. I'm like, I'm like, I know you're not applying for jobs for me. Why? I, you know, what are you doing? Why are you applying for jobs? You don't do that as a wife. And she said, I didn't apply. It was in my email. So I'm thinking to myself, how did this get in your email at this time? And how did you find it? Um, so with a little investigation, that little drive, that hour and 45 minute drive, I got connected with, um, with a dad that trains at a gym, uh, in the area that knew some people here and set up a meeting, a breakfast meeting to talk to him about it. And actually, you know, he said, you know what, let's go over there to the school. I'm like, no, I'm not dressed. I'm in, I'm in Georgia tech clothing and I'm not dressed to meet anybody at the school. No, let's go. Let's go. We went over there. I met with Rhonda Whiting, one of the sweetest and loving ladies I ever met, ever met. I met her. Talked to her, looked at the school a little bit, and I went home and uh, out and walked out in the, to my car. Mike uh, uh, came out. He was the uh, interim AD at the time and said, hey, uh, we would like for you to send your resume in. We won't. We don't want to move on without you sending it in. I said, okay. Well, I'm thinking like, yeah, okay, they don't want to hire you. I'm not going to hire you. <laughs> so I go to Georgia Tech. I'm training my guys up, and I'm working, I'm working, I'm working. And Mike calls me again and said, hey, coach, don't, don't forget to send your resume in. Like, all right, I got you, bud. I'm at work. I'll take care of it later. You know, I'm thinking I'll never. Then I get a text from Rhonda White and say, hey, pleasure meeting you. We would like for you to apply for this job if you can. And, you know, uh, so I, I, I send it in. It's about, I don't know, 11 o'clock at night. I send, send my information in. I get a phone call the next day, email the next day from uh, from HR here at BCA and said, do you want to pick a day to come come in? So that was a Thursday she emailed me. She gave me the option to go come Friday or Monday. I said, I'll come in. I'll come Friday. Why not? So I came over Friday and I stayed up all night prepping some materials and doing my PowerPoint presentation and everything like that. And I get down and sit in front of them and we spent three hours talking about everything else but my resume, but football, but we just talked about life. And it was a great connection. And here wow. I am. That's the short version of it. I'm sorry for taking so much time. No, no. <laughs> that's good. That's, that's really amazing where the Lord has directed your life throughout yes, all those sir. different situations. And now that all that prep work you know, has now led you to this point in your life as an AD now. And that, like you said, you, you know, your heart was always set on being an AD, right? At, yeah, or right. at the high school level. It's kind yeah, of where your heart was at. That's yes. super cool that you guys are able to do that. So, um, yeah, so we, that, that's amazing story and how many different, you know, um, college programs you, you coach for, um, at the division one level, which is pretty amazing to get that type of experience. Um, especially yeah. for these high school kids at Bethlehem. I'm sure they're, they're pretty excited about that, having yeah, you as a, as a coach too. And um, what, what maybe is one piece of advice that you would give to young football coaches who are, are maybe coaching at the high school level or just maybe seeking to coach at the Division One level like you did? What, yeah. what maybe is one piece of advice you give some of those coaches um, to do? Yeah, you, you got to be grounded and rooted in God's word, man. You can see people see my Instagram and that kind of gave me like a little niche in the, in the field of strength and conditioning that, that I'm going to use my platform to shit all over the Lord. And a lot of times 
people don't do that in today's world. They don't, they don't, they don't stand on, on their platform and just, you know, and just share the love of Christ. You know, we have a bunch of apostles that did that and gave their life away doing that. And I feel like I'm going to do the same thing. So I just say stay grounded and rooted because what happens is a lot of guys look at what happens on Saturdays and think that that's the end all say all to the coaching world. And, and it's so wicked and crazy like everything else. There's just so many people that are out for themselves, so many people who don't know the Lord, so many people who don't have, you know, can, can understand the importance of loyalty and trust. Um, and, and and the biggest thing is is, is you got to have the support around you. My wife, I met my wife when I was 16 years old. We've been married for 19 years. We have six kids. Um, we have five biologic and we've taken one in. And without the support that I've gotten from her and the the, the, the trust and, and the communication skills that we had to develop and learn along the way, it's hard. I've seen a lot of families, a lot of people get 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 uprooted and get and get broken apart because of them chasing what they think is the greener grass at the college level. And it's not. It's so it's so it could be great if it's done right. Mark Rick, Joe Paterno were guys, you know, and you got like Bobby Bowden's, those guys are hard to come by. Because you know they, they they loved the Lord, they were grounded and rooted, and they and they had they 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 didn't let the devil, you know, uh, the devil the devil's things of the world deter them from from building people and building men and, and like the Eddie Robinsons. They're hard to find those guys. Um, I was blessed tremendously to be able to work with those guys. You know, even George Kirk, my high school coach, who who knew what it was about, it was about building men and building people. And a lot of times, right now, in today's world, in today's society, there's a lot of eye guys. All these coaches right now are concerned about what can they get out of this? What 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 can I get out of this student athlete? It's not more anymore. What can I do for this student athlete? So the last year, my last year in Miami, and the the little bit of time I spent at Georgia Tech. That was just Lord talking to me, telling me the importance about what, what I'm what I'm doing. It's not about people chasing money. It's about me building people. I've come across a lot of student athletes at the college level who came into that college world unprepared for life. They may have been a great athlete, but they weren't taught how to handle real life situations. Looking a man in the eye, standing up when you when when someone enters the room, opening the door for people, shaking hands with people in the face when you're talking to them, um, uh, just little things like that that's so that's missing. Because now we got social media. I'm I can go on forever, guys. You got social media and these little platforms in our hands who are raising our kids and raising our coaches. They see something on social media think that's the way it is. That's why I take pride in every morning of making sure that I put something out there to the Lord. I got my Instagram is at Coach Felder, and I get a chance to, to, to minister to and, and worship with seven, over 7,000 people every morning. And if I can just reach one of them, I think I'm 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 I'm, I'm serving the Lord and, and, and building kingdom men and 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 being doing what I'm supposed to be doing. But my advice to them is please find something to be grounded and rooted in that's not things not in this world but above this world because that's what we're chasing. They're chasing the wrong thing. That's good. That's real good, Gus. Yeah, I um I, I would agree with you in that and also your your comments about support. That's that's it's so invaluable and for some reason it's so overlooked um, in every facet of life, whether you be in professional sports, um, run a business or your job requires a lot out of you. Um, having a support system, a wife, your kids, you know, all that, that support what you do, that's you really can't replace that. And um, so I, I would agree with you on that. Um, also, you know, your passion, you know, be, being passionate about something is 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 pretty much is impossible to coach and, and teach i mean either you are passionate about it or you aren't and i think mm-hmm. people can see that um and, and read it and it definitely has an impact uh versus someone who is just like you know as you said it 
kind of climbing that ladder and just pursuing after accolades or, or whatever it may be, if you truly have a good grounded purpose and passion behind what you do, um, everything else, I, you know, I believe will just naturally follow. Um, yeah. And so anyway, I, I think that's really, really good. Yeah. Yeah. Appreciate it. Yeah. So like you said, guys, if, if you guys are interested in following coach Felder on Instagram, the handle is coach Felder, correct? That's it. It was, I've been known around the world a long time for big dog. I still keep that tag when I go speak in strength and mission, but right now that's the cause of, I want to be <laughs> is like at that. coach Felder at coach Felder. That's perfect. So guys, check him out and uh, you know, follow him on Instagram. And so you guys can be blessed by him for sure. Uh, and also follow him on other social platforms. Do you have Twitter and Facebook as well, coach? Yes, I do have Twitter and Twitter is, uh, is, uh, is at coach Felder. Same thing. Perfect. And, and then my Facebook is big dog Felder. So, <laughs> and you guys gotta be, when you hit me on Facebook, please be mindful and careful that I'm not ignoring you. I, I have so many referring requests on Facebook. I don't, I spend most of my time on Instagram when yeah. I want to bless somebody. I'm not a poll. I'm not a reader or a scroller. I'm a poster. So I post from Instagram and it goes to both, both platforms. But if you need to reach out to me, anything, any advice, anything you want to talk to, I, I would love to help out as much as I can. That's our job is to bless everybody what we've been blessed with. Just hit me in my inbox and, and I promise you, I'll write, I get back. I always get back. That's perfect. Well, thank you, coach uh, Gus Felder for being on the show today, man. That was really good insight on, just telling your story about how you became, um, you know, a coach and obviously as a player as well, transitioning to that. And now as an AD at Bethlehem Christian Academy in Georgia. So we really do appreciate your time today. And uh, like like you said, check him out on, on social. Um, I know Coach Felder is busy, so um, just maybe at some point he can get back to you. But at the same time, you know, be blessed by his posts. Like uh, he's posting here. I'm checking out his Instagram post right now. And um you know, definitely somebody that loves the Lord for sure that we can tell. So um, we really do appreciate you, man. And we're looking forward to the partnership that we have with you guys as well. Yeah, I love it. I was going to say something about that, man. Colossians 3.23, fellas. I'm telling you right now, everybody in the world, you got to love it. You got to go with a company like that. Why not? It says it in itself, man. Whatever you do, work wholeheartedly as for the Lord and not for man. You you bless the Lord, man. You bless every man possible. It's unbelievable. So I'm glad we got the connection. And plus, I love Adidas, too. So you guys do that as well. Um, (laughs) So I appreciate you guys. And thank you so much. Anytime you need anything you need from me, anytime you want to do this again, we can talk more about X's and those, whatever. Please hit me up, and I don't, I don't mind at all. I love what you're doing. I love the name of your company, and, and, and I know the Lord is happy about it, too. Thank you so much. We appreciate it, man, and uh, best of luck for this season, uh, coaching the boys. And, uh, of course, you know, a guy's going to bless your efforts as an AD and influencing people there at Bethlehem Christian. So thank you once again, man, and we appreciate your time. All right. Thank you. Have a great Thanks, day. Guys. Look, toward, look forward to uh, talking to you soon, man. God bless. See you later. And with that, that concludes our episode for this month. Thanks for listening. If you want to find out more about who we are and what we do, check out our website at 323sports.com. Also, guys, be sure to check out our social media platforms such as Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. We post daily stories on Instagram, so make sure you have fun and engage with us. As always, don't forget to do it right. Right.